Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Creative Exponent Podcast. Season Happy three. 2020, everybody. <laughs> Cannot believe it. We made it through 2020. We yep. made it to Season 3, which we had to do a double check on yeah, that we did. when we were numbering the episode. We're like, yeah, I, gu- I guess, I guess it is, is Season, season 3. three. <laughs> I was I was a little argumentative at first. I thought thought we had made up that we were moving on to season three, but nope, we are not. This we are here. It's time. It is, yeah. So now this is the second time we're recording this episode <sighs> because the first time, man, um, about it was before we even started the episode. It was like about ten seconds into recording. My <laughs> some for some reason I stopped recording and I. I closed that. Well, I didn't close that window. I yeah, that window was it. hidden yeah. behind my notes, and I didn't notice it and till the very end. It's always fun. <laughs> yeah, till like thirty-five minutes later, and That's then right. yeah. So anyway, we're um, oh well. Yeah, you know, and I good timing. <laughs> We'll just I think trust this it. One yeah. will be even better. That's what it's going <laughs> to be. We are. That's what we're going to go with anyway. Practice under our belt. Um, yep. So today we're going to talk about five ways to start feeling more productive in 2021. And I know that sounds like a very like utilitarian topic yeah. for us, but um, I think it's so important for people who are doing any kind of creative work. Yeah. And and like we've said, that's any kind of like problem solving work. It can, that can encompass mm-hmm. a lot. And yeah. maybe it's creativity in your home and hobbies or it's creativity in your actual work, but mm-hmm. it's so easy to get to the end of a day, a week, a month, a year, and yeah. be like, what did I do actually? <laughs> <laughs> what, where, where was, how was I productive? Yeah. What did I, what did I do? And it's easy to be busy every day and then mm-hmm. just to c- totally spin your wheels. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, and we so too, we, we to talked about that. Yeah. We taught this one as a, um, as a class or session in the mentoring group first. And we decided, you know, a little more condensed version would be good for a podcast episode because for me, when we were, I was writing some of this content out, you know, I thought, and it's maybe the first time I've thought about it this way. I really feel like or think that oftentimes you can even be productive, but if you don't feel that productivity, then it's really counterproductive. You know, you can be busy and accomplishing a lot, but if the things that you that are getting in your way, the obstacles are making you feel unproductive, then, you know, you might as well be sitting on your butt all day. But that I, that's a big one for me because it's not like I'm not a doer. But if I'm not real careful and I don't pay attention to what I'm doing and how I'm approaching the things that I do and that I've accomplished, I will feel like I'm not productive. And then somebody like Andrea will come in the room and be like, what, what are you talking about? Are you insane? You know? <laughs> Like, I haven't done that much in half a day's work, you know, and I don't even know how long, you know, but we just have those skewed perceptions. So hopefully this will kind of address, 
it'll give you some ways to be productive, but it will also center around how you can think on it so that you feel, you know, feel more yeah. productive this year. You know, I found that when it came to tracking what I was going to do each day and mm-hmm. then, um, and each week and yeah. actually instead of like crossing things off a list and then throwing the list away when everything was crossed off, um, yeah. keeping them and writing notes to myself mm-hmm. about what I got done. Um, even mm-hmm. things like making notes as to where I was at with, um, some analytics and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And it's given me a chance to then look back and see, yeah. man, I really, did a lot or really grown a lot or I've really, and, and kind of taking those moments to celebrate what I've learned, Mm -hmm. what I accomplished, what I, you know, how much I've grown. And I think, yeah, that's a, that's a really good point that if you're not paying attention to it, how you just, whereas before I, when I wasn't doing that, Mm -hmm. I felt like I never did enough. It was never Yeah, And you were probably doing plenty. Oh, I was doing a massive amount of work. I mean, I don't think I'd ever worked so hard in my life or Mm -hmm. for so many hours, stole so many nights of sleep just being up working. Um, And and I think it's because I never had this sense of I'm done. I'm done done for the day today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I've, that's been a shift that's happened over the last um, couple of years. But anyway, the first, the first thing, so if you're taking notes, number one Mm -hmm. would be stop making lists and plans (laughs) and all the stuff that we love to do in January, especially. (laughs) Right. Um, and start doing things. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to get stuck in the, um, just listing, planning, planning, wishing, goal setting. I think especially now because there's all these, there's so many great tools for that. There's all these great like goal setting journals and the habit Mm -hmm. trackers and the, Mm -hmm. so it's easy to just, just I spent my whole day just (laughs) I know. And you know, it's, we both, I mean, look, we taught a whole month's worth of sessions in December around planning for 2021, Mm -hmm. you know, to the mentoring group. So it's not like we don't, there's so much value uh, and beauty in planning and creating sort of some some guidelines, some trackable goals, all that stuff. I mean, it's pretty essential. So it's not like we feel like those things don't matter, but it is also just a great, great procrastination tool, you know, to stay in the place where you're... <laughs> You're just making lists, you're going back, you're rewriting them, you're making them neater, um, you know, you're just Putting like... Putting it in a new notebook that's right. with a new pen and... That's right. Yeah, you're caring for this list like a baby. Bigger. Yes. <laughs> it's not a baby. Just write it down, keep it somewhere you can see it and move and get your hands, you know, busy. Um, and look, we both we both do this. We're tempted to do it. So it's not, you know, certainly not a judgment. It's just a reality. We tend, but that's a, a really great way to feel unproductive is to keep saturating yourself in your lists of things you want to get done, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think it's sort of also, it can feel, a lot of these can feel a little, uh, you want to bristle if somebody suggests that you're doing that. But, you know, it really is something that we tend to, we tend to do. Um, 
you know, in, in our notes for the sessions, we kind of listed a few things like ways to know if you're, if you're doing that, you know, if you don't have someone that will just speak into your business and say, hey, I, this is what I'm observing in your mm-hmm. behavior. Um, you know, is the list, I think probably the biggest one, is it super long? You know, is it really, yeah. really long? Um, and then, you know, do you, how often are you referring back to it? Cause we both feel this way. If you've got one long running list and you're referring back to it all the time, either to tidy it up, to check in on it, to look at it, maybe even to look at what all you're not getting done. Um, then that's probably a good indicator that you're, you're being kind of led by, I don't know, just like I said, saturating yourself in the actual list and not the doing, yeah. Um, yeah. which you do weekly and daily planning sheets. And I do something similar and yeah. that helps both of us. I know you started that a while back. Yeah. And I do have, I still do have long running lists yeah. because I need to just get them down on paper. That's so right. I don't forget. Yeah. So I have a, a couple of pages of like blog posts ideas mm-hmm. that I can kind of pull from. I have sort of a list of things I'd like to get to or accomplish things that are maybe back burner things that I'll get to once the more pressing things are completed. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do have those run longing run running. What am I trying to say? Long, long running (laughs) to do lists. (laughs) There we go. There it is. Uh, We're on the tail end of a four day weekend here after having a snow day. And then today is a holiday. And so it's Mm -hmm. just like, yeah, it's, I'm just not fully, the brain um, is not in high gear. No, it's not. Uh, so anyway, it, I still have those long-running lists. Yeah, me too. But I don't work off of those daily. every day. What yeah. I work off of weekly and daily is stuff that's, I would say, it's not man- always manageable because I still yeah. am like, a, I put a little too much on Overachiever. it Overachiever. <laughs> yes, but it's much more manageable. I'm yeah. only pulling two or three things that need to be done each yeah. day, not looking at a list of 50 items that That's right. oh, I want to do. That's um, right. And that gives me then the permission at the end of the day, like well, accomplish the big things I needed to do today, mm-hmm. the two or three big things. And now I, I, I can, I yeah. can rest. I can actually go have dinner and, and that's okay. That's yeah, right. Hang out with my family. You get to be and, done with work for the day and feel yeah. like you worked. That's, man, I'm telling you, I'm on this, like, I have got to figure this out this year. This is, this is one of my, well, it's a dream, not really a goal. I can't totally track this, but I was telling a client this last week, you know, we, this whole business where we feel like that if we're not running ragged with our work, that's the only way that we're really producing that's mm. total bullcrap. <laughs> like, that's yeah. a total lie. You know, not to say that, you know, um, that productivity and the busyness of our hands is not directly tied to, you know, success and all that stuff. It is. But, you know, also, and we said this the first time we recorded it, so we're going to say it again. You know, <laughs> it's we, none of us, and we've said it before, we didn't do this thing so that we'd be overworked and underpaid and worn out and hate our jobs. You know, we can just go, I don't know, get a, get a job that we hate and do that. If that's what we, you know, if right. it's just that With benefits, that's and right. With insurance. Accounts and things. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> just go do that instead of you yep. know beating your um you know the things that you love to do creatively yeah. to death trying to make a living off of them. that's right so. <laughs> so it that's that is a i'm on a Many years ago, I was on a quest to feel like I was done at the end of the day, and that that I feel most of the time like I've I'm there. I'm pretty good with yeah. that. Now it took a lot of practice, and sometimes still does. But next is convincing myself that if I get my work done, let's say in five hours that day, or you know, let's say that it's a lighter week, and I can push some of the longer range planning to the next week and this week is lighter because we've got a lot going on with the kids or stuff at home. That's okay. That's actually mm. the entire goal <laughs> is to build some kind of a business that allows you some freedom, flexibility, uh, the ability to make money efficiently, you know, to not work harder but smarter, all that stuff. So I'm on it. That's what I'm doing this year. I'll let you know how it's going. So yeah, far, good. I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying it. So, um, but then that really both of those kind of tie into our the second point, which is just the whole unmanageable list part. You know, which yeah. is what we kind of addressed We've already. already. Kind of shared about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's number two to stop creating lists that yeah. are unmanageable. And I think it's okay. Like I said, if you just need a brain dump time right. where you create a big list of things that you want to do or th- mm-hmm. ideas or things you want to work on or projects for your home or yeah. all of the things that you want to paint or knit or whatever, mm-hmm. um, then go ahead and write all those down. But that's yeah. the kind of list that's not like right in your face. That's yeah. the kind of list that is, you know, tucked towards the back of the planner yeah. that you can then pull from to say, okay, now what am I going to work on this week? What's going to be my focus this month, this quarter? Um, And then once you sort of pull from that list Mm -hmm. and establish some things, then that list goes back away. That's not the list that's It's a reference. It is just a reference. You know, maybe monthly, uh, I would say maybe that's enough, you know, Um, so that you don't, so that you don't find yourself bouncing around in between so many things that you just, you know, the thing is, and we were just talking about this, which kind of goes into our third point, picking like one or two goals, uh, you know, maybe monthly or quarterly. So trackable things that you're centered around, you know, for that short range, you know, time frame. Um, it's it's really, we're both super tempted to always be pursuing too many things, you know, and so it's, it's certainly understandable. I know I'm doing it a little bit right now. Marion was just talking about she's doing that right now. It's, it's so easy to do. So I would say if you're having to go back to that big list all the time, you're probably just putting so much on your plate. You're not going to do anything well And here's the thing, people work differently. If you enjoy that bouncing back and forth, great. But when it starts making you feel like you're not doing anything well, guess what? That's not productive, you know? Yes. Yeah. Not good. And we were were just having that conversation (laughs) before we started recording. And I'm like, maybe we should talk about that a little bit because it does tie in. Yeah. In that... um, I am a multitasker. I'm someone who likes to jump around from thing to thing, which is why what I do really suits me because one day I am 
editing photos all day yeah. or I'm doing a photo shoot. Another day is a heavy writing day. Then another day I might be painting all yeah. day or refinishing a piece of furniture, or doing upholstery or sewing. Or yeah. So there's so many things that I can do that are a part of my business. Your job. Yeah. And, and I love that. And so... What I tend to do, though, is bounce between, it seems like three or four is my magic number. I tend mm-hmm. to bounce between three or four different things. I'm reading like three or four books simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I take three or four different classes at the same time. Yep. Um, I'm trying to juggle like three or four different like priorities or projects that I'm mm-hmm. working on. And most of the time it works out okay, but I do, there are seasons where then I'm like, it's it's too much and I'm failing and yeah. I feel like I'm letting people down because I've said, oh, I'm going to do an art sale and then I can't I haven't been able to. I don't yeah. have time to because I'm working yeah. on all these other things. And so anyway, it's I think that that's a, a key to feeling productive. Yes. Like we're talking about it's yeah. not just about being productive. It's about feeling productive. Yeah, because it's all no good if you don't feel that yeah. way. <laughs> It's like right, it may be exactly. going, yeah, it may be going yeah. okay, but like if you, if you, we can't enjoy it while we're doing yeah. it, you know, and we're just sitting around punishing ourselves all the time for how lazy we are after we've crossed off 40 things that day, that's a total waste yeah. of time. <laughs> it's terrible. And I mean, this is a little bit morbid, but I do sometimes think about like, what do I want to be known for and remembered for? Yeah. And there are periods of time in my life where I'm like, it would be like, she worked a lot. <laughs> or she, right. Boy, she was super productive That's and got right. a lot done. She got a lot of stuff done. <laughs> had a really clean house and you know and I'm like is that really what I want to be known for and it's like no that's you know you're kind of losing sight of what you who you really want to be yeah by by just everything's about what did you do what are you doing so I I think that's that's such such a big deal it is we've got to do that this year (laughs) I'm telling you that has got okay and the reason I I feel that way I know we're getting super chatty you guys really are like hearing one of our phone calls right now this is not even a podcast anymore right we're just just let us talk amongst ourselves (laughs) and you can listen in (laughs) but you know this year I think for me we had the move and it was straight to holiday time uh which I have we done a podcast yeah we have since I moved no, we haven't. I don't think we have. I, okay, I was so thinking that when we were recording the one that didn't record. That's that, right. That that's right. you've moved since yes. so, the last, yeah. That's right. So we moved uh, early November and then it was straight in. We hosted Thanksgiving, small amount, you know, small amount of family, but still, you know, so it was busy. I'm reporting you. I know. <laughs> it was busy. It was super busy. <laughs> but then... <laughs> Then we, then I got super sick in December. Nothing major, just kind of some, you know, stuff related to other health things that I have going on. But I was just down for the count. And I remember, now I, I could not, unfortunately, just not obviously work all month. But I was getting my work done way more efficiently. Now, not all the things that I want to do for one day, Mm -hmm. you know, but the things that I needed to get done... Uh, to do a good job and plan a little bit. I was still getting all of that done. And after about week two of feeling like that was not enough and I should somehow be punishing myself, I just thought, this mm. is like we're missing. 
something, you know? If I can, especially, and, and what it did, I know I'm rambling, what that forced break did is it helped me during the month of December. Um, I sort of had to, like when I felt good, it was get your work done that's important, be with your family. So it was, you're going to have to wrap presents right now because there's no other, you're not going to feel like being up and doing it yeah. or you're going to need to go on and bake cookies right now with the kids. And um, so it just sort of forced a lot of focused family time, you know, and, um, and I just thought that's the whole point. Like I, I, that's one of the things I want to do. I want to have a pretty freed up dang December every year, you know, and guess what? I can, cause I can work my butt off the, the following, you know, the previous months so that I'm able to do that. But I think we just get so stuck in that comparison we've talked about so often that we feel like, well, if we do that, we're not being productive. Instead of, we were so productive and so intentional that we get to do this, you know? Yeah. Or we get to be done working at 3.30 or 4 every day if that's what, you know, works for our schedule. Or start at 10, you know? I think, again, that's the whole point. And it's so valuable. Yeah. Like, why do we tell ourselves that if we don't hit a certain clock number, we're not being productive? It's just a, that's a lie. It's just in case you yeah. need to hear that, that's a lie. <laughs> so, that is so a lie. So number three would be stop waiting for the perfect set of circumstances to yeah. arrive. Just, oh, four. Number four. Yes. Oh, number four. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Number four. Yeah. Yep. So stop stop waiting. So number three was, um, just set the one or two, two goals mm -hmm. at a time that for yeah. monthly or quarterly, um, or three, if that's a magic number for sure. you, like it, yeah. it seems to be for me, but make it, make it manageable. So number four is just stop waiting on the perfect yeah. set of circumstances, which man, we're so good at this. That's like, right. Well, but I don't have all the tools and supplies yep. and I need to take classes before I can do this or I need to, yep. well, I have this brand of paint, but now I've just learned that, that so-and-so yeah. that I admire uses this brand of paint. Yeah. So now I need to buy all the colors in that brand of paint. Like mm -hmm. we just get so set on, um, what it's supposed to look like. This, we, we talked about, you just get stuck in the taxiing mode. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of taxiing around the runway making sure everything's mm -hmm. all you know all squared away even though it is you already have everything you need to yep. take flight you're already good to go yeah and um but you just still are kind of you're just waiting you're not driving going around anywhere. sort of aimlessly yeah it can become kind of a a procrastination that feels Mm -hmm. like it's like it's wise and it right like it's wise <laughs> and it's I mean there is wisdom in some preparation but it's like everything else man you got to have a little bit of balance you know um yeah we had somebody in the mentoring session I think this past week we were talking about that about um getting started with certain you know one of their goals and we were really going into a lot of the specifics for different businesses. And, um, you know, one of the ladies said something like, you know, I just got to quit waiting on, it just doesn't matter if my kitchen is the way I want it to be. I need to start writing the things I want to write, create the, the food I want to create, the recipes I want to share. Um, even if my kitchen is tiny and it's not this massive white kitchen, you know, and I, you know, I laughed and I said, right. And I asked everybody if they had seen, um, you know, Julie and Julia, which I just love that movie, man, I do. I've mm -hmm. always loved it. 
I'm a Meryl Streep fan. But anyway, um, you know, I asked if they'd seen it and, you know, and every most people said yes. And I said, well, go back and rewatch it because that's sort of the whole point. She's just this chick who thinks that cooking is an escape and she's cooking in her tiny Brooklyn kitchen, you know, who eventually she writes enough and shares enough and she gets to write her own book and cook books and then she's got a movie made about her story. And that's not that everything always plays out that way, but that's the whole point. The doing is so much more important than the perfect set of circumstances yeah. being there. Cause you'll, you'll get there and you'll keep evolving and you know, the circumstances will change. And I think if we let them, they will always, there will always be a set of circumstances in our way. You know, if we yeah. let them, uh, there'll yeah. always be something we need more to be better if we tell ourselves that that's the truth, you know, it's right. easy to do, but. I, and I think it can, it can start to be, um, I think you can get to the point where you're putting too much value in the things, yes. the tools, the materials, yep. the supplies, and not enough value in just your own ingenuity That's and right. talent and creativity and resourcefulness. And yeah. I've found myself doing this just because I love art supplies. I like testing them yeah. out. I like trying different brands and different colors. I like trying different yeah. papers. You know, I'm always in search of kind of my perfect little combination yeah. of tools yeah. and supplies and things. And I enjoy, obviously we share creative contraptions. I really yeah. enjoy art supplies and just any kind of supplies, whether I'm yeah. knitting or sewing or building things. Like I want good tools. I want mm -hmm. tools that I enjoy that make me smile. Like I have a lot of uh, antique um, hand tools, like screwdrivers mm -hmm. and hammers. And I just love like, yeah. They're quirky old handles yeah. and all the, you know, I just, Jeff's like, why don't you just go buy a real hammer? <laughs> like, but I love this one. It just has such a great patina and imagine yeah. all the people who used it and what they yeah. put with it. And anyway, so I love all of that, but I think it can be really easy, like, to to start to view yourself through the things. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does like, make sense. Yeah. Like, so I'm an artist because I have a lot of paint and pencils and stuff, yeah. even though I'm yeah. not really doing anything with them. I'm That's just right. sort of, you know, now and then I'll sit down and paint something yeah. and then, but then yeah. I, I learn that there's some more tools and supplies yeah. and paints that I need to get. So I'm going to wait till those get here. Mm -hmm. And since all the shipping is so delayed right now, I have to wait much longer than I want yeah. to. So anyway, yeah, it becomes that your doing starts to be reliant on those those tools. Yeah. And I think it can start to, you start to sell yourself short. Yeah, or Whereas, you just man, never begin, especially if it's yeah. something new. You know, you'll, yep. if I only had, you know, and we, we told the group, you know, ask yourself questions. Do you find yourself saying a lot? Well, if I just had a little bit better light, then I would shoot this project yes. or I would, you know, or then I could, then take I could, yeah, then I, then could. I could do the launch, the sale, and then I could promote it. And, you know, if you find yourself in that, if then place all of the time, you know, that's probably a pretty good indicator you're stuck and we all, you yeah. know, we all do it, but that's a good way to kind of test. Are you, are you waiting for something that may or may not happen? You know, um, I think for me, sometimes I don't want to launch things 
less on circumstances like that. It's more when I feel, when I reach a level where I feel comfortable or competent in something. And that, again, may not ever even arrive the way I want it to. So like with painting, I never wanted to share it until I arrived at a certain point in my own Mm -hmm. mind. And that's not how it works. Like I'm, even as I've gotten better, you know, I'm doing the quotes. I still <laughs> you can't see it. But yeah, I quotes. still, you know, I'm going to go back and say, oh, but it's you know, I, it's not what I want it to be just yet. Or I love that one, but this, I still feel, you know, and it's just always going to be that way. Writing, oh my goodness, how vulnerable writing is for me. I, you know, so if I do that, if I allow myself to be in that place, I'll never share it. I'll never, you know, I'll never do anything with it. And you know, it's just too short. I mean, it may not change the universe, but, you know, it may affect a couple of folks. You know, it may do something inside of me. So it's worth doing and it's worth sharing and it's worth beginning. And I think, I think it is for all of your big, I've been saying this on Instagram lately, your big, scary, beautiful dreams. You know, we, Mm, um, that's a good way to put it. They need to be out in the world. You know, everybody's, I think uh, the world is just a richer, fuller place, you know, when we're, mm-hmm. as many of us are doing that as we can. Uh, it's, yep. it's, it's a really big deal. So. Yeah, I, I don't, and I think it's because I've shared online now for um, like almost 12 years yeah. that I've just learned that there's so much value in sharing the yeah, journey. The process. And um, so, so I do that when I'm learning something new, I, I yeah. share it and yeah. I know like, Oh man, I look back at the oil paintings that I did. Like I did a hundred uh-huh. landscape paintings to start and man, I sold them. Yeah. I shared them on my blog. <laughs> I, I just put them out there and, and yeah. yeah, I mean, I look back and I'm like embarrassed about them. I wouldn't, yeah. you know, um, I don't know. I just, I'm looking right now. I have this, which there's debate on whether it's legitimate, but I have this, um, <laughs> like lost sketchbook from Vincent Van Gogh. It's a really cool book though. Uh-huh. I like the sketches, whether it's actually his or not. Yeah. Um, but I doubt there'll ever be any like the lost paintings right. of, of Marion well, Parsons that I have to worry about. Yep. You know? That's okay though. And you know, okay. if so, then whatever, you know, it's, it's fine. But I've, yeah. I've have learned the value of just putting things out there and yeah. just doing it anyway. And, um, allowing people to kind of be a part of the journey, you know, see a part yeah. of your journey and story. And so, yeah, I would encourage you to do that too, that if you yeah. feel like, well, I will share this when, then mm-hmm. my challenge to you would be, it, first of all, is that even a measurable thing, actually? Yeah, yeah. Because g- when I'm good enough is not a measurement that... No. It, <laughs> that you can objectively no, it, monitor. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're talking about, like, making the Olympic, you right. know, gymnastics team. That's a measurable thing. And That's are right. you good enough? That could answer the question, are you That's good enough right. or not? But... um but we're not talking about that at all. We're talking about That's can right. you share online or something. So, yeah. So we would encourage you to do it. And then the final thing, and this is a very just a um, very practical thing to help you feel more productive, and that's to complete a year at a glance on your schedule. Yeah. 
note important times in your businesses, in, you know, holidays, seasons. And this just helps you not only plan for things like, you know, okay, Christmas is in December. We all know Mm -hmm. that. So I know that I'm going to need to have Christmas stuff in my retail store by this date and schedule a Christmas open house. Or I know that I want to do four launches a year. The launches are going to be during these, these weeks. So I need to make sure then that the work that I schedule is Mm -hmm. around yeah. Those specific dates. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, what it does is it sort of gives you a moment and just look, it's flexible. We're not saying you got to, you know, everything doesn't have to be in stone. It just helps you. <laughs> After 2020, we all know like <laughs> right. you just have to be flexible. Right. You might have to homeschool your kids yeah. and order your groceries online. That's right. A few months. A year. So. <laughs> so, you know, it's, yeah, it's all flexible, but you know, it is just a good, I think, exercise for you to to identify those uh, those times of the year when you want to shoot for this big moment because it at least that you should put up in your office. You know, that should be posted somewhere. You can see yes. it and refer back to it because that's sort of just a gentle, you know, reminder, this is coming. I need to prepare for it. Um, but then, too, what it does is it gives you sort of a chance to say what worked this year and what didn't. I think for me, what worked uh, is sort of like blocking my time. So that's a good thing I need to probably do because what it does is I don't have to say specifically what I'm doing each day, but I can, if I know that I have enough time blocked for these, whatever, 12 things in a week, then I'm going to feel pretty good at the end of the week. You know, I'm going to feel like, you know, if I'll just save a little bit of time, a couple hours a week for um, planning, mentoring content, then I'm going to feel pretty good, you know, just as a yeah. small example. But then other things like um, I need from here forward, I realize I have to spend my earlier part of my morning writing or I'm not going to write. I can't write at 2.30 p.m. after my yeah. day has been filled with, um, you know, emails and answering questions and hopping on a call and doing this and I'm totally scattered. I'm not super connected to myself and my ideas and my thoughts. I just can't do that well. So that's a new thing for me. Creative time is not limited to Friday anymore. It's every morning, you know, and if I don't Mm -hmm. do that first, I will make every excuse not to make art with paint or words. I just will. So that's going to be a big challenge for myself this year. Um, But then it also just allows you kind of a quick time to, Figure out schedule-wise what you need to keep and what you need to let go of. I know for me, I want to let go of that whole, I want to feel like I get to take a few weeks off at Christmas. That just felt good to feel more Mm -hmm. flexible. So that's going to happen, you know. Um, I don't want to travel the week after Christmas anymore. I did that (laughs) this year. That was stressful to me. I felt too anxious going back into school and not enough time to kind of prepare and take that week for planning. And so just little things like that, that can really help you just have a little quick, you know, a quick bullet list of things that need to stay and things that need to go. Uh, It'll make you feel more intentional, you know, and that's the battle. You know, if you feel more intentional, (laughs) that's really all that matters. So it really, really is. Well, and I think too that it's, 
just something as simple as looking at the year and yeah. kind of having this overarching plan for just a few important dates will help you. It'll prevent getting to the end of the year and feeling like you've just missed the boat. On yeah, things, that's right. Which I know we heard that in our mentoring group. Yeah. Um, so many people, and I know I've said this Me so too. many times where it's like, man, I could have done this yep. for the Christmas season. And I yep. just, I didn't think of it until two weeks before mm-hmm. where everybody else was already like, yeah. done with selling Christmas yeah. stuff or gift ideas or whatever and just missed the boats. I actually have several post drafts in my blog um, for gift ideas yeah. that I just didn't get around to posting and it's like okay I need to start doing that about a month earlier so I've Mm -hmm. written that note to myself that like and I can use these for next year just make sure the items are still available but um yeah I just so you don't want to feel like you've missed the boat on things that would have been no good for your business so this is a way to turn that if, if that's what happened to you this year to turn that into being productive this year to turn it into a productive feeling of why didn't I do this instead of just beating yourself up to say, okay, next year, lesson learned next year. That's right. I need to start making things for Christmas in July because that's the kind of ramp up time I need to be able to have the inventory that I want to be able to hit, um, you know, to meet the demand for my product. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a very, it's a way to turn those, why didn't I do this, into a positive thing, mm-hmm. which I think is really important. Yeah. So there you go. There are five ways to start feeling more productive mm-hmm. in 2021. That's um, right. And which we all, we all want to do that, yeah. I think, at the end of the day. We all want to feel productive and like we accomplished something. That's and, right. Um, that we can look back on the year and be really proud of how we spent our time, mm-hmm. uh, both you know, creative time, working time, rest time. Yeah. We're proud of that. So, um, next week we're going to talk about when the anecdotes aren't true for you. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited about this topic because I feel like, you know, we even talk a lot on this podcast about like stories of our own success or people who we know or people who we follow. And, it's always fun to share those success stories, but I know a lot of people feel like, well, yeah, that's great for them, but (laughs) I've been... I've been working really hard. I've been creating yeah. and learning and refining my craft. And that's and not what that. happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And here I am not not yeah. having this amazing story of success. And so mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that. I think about defining success, about yeah. you know how those anecdotes can be motivation and, and don't let them be a discouragement and all of that. So I think yeah. it'll be a good good conversation. And then our creative contraption for today is so they're just called a it's a vintage style notebook Mm -hmm. um it's sold on amazon and it's by the leather village is the shop owner because that helped me find it better yep oh good yes i actually have a card from them there you go yeah (laughs) the leather village so um yeah it they are just so cool oh they're so pretty (laughs) One of my readers described it as like it looks like a book out of like Harry Potter it or does. like Lord of the Rings or something uh, like that. It, it has does. these deckled edges that are just a little wild. Yeah. Um the paper is kind of a, a crew. Yeah. Um with almost like a tea stained kind of edge to it. 
Um, it definitely has a handmade paper feel, which yeah. that's how I found these books because I was looking for a hand handmade paper with a deckled edge. I thought that would just be really fun to do some paintings mm-hmm. on and sketches and stuff. And um, I just handmade papers are so expensive. So expensive they are. So buying one of these um, books, these journals, was less expensive. And plus it has a leather cover. It has a little leather wrap that Mm -hmm. um, buttons onto a brass snap. Um, It's got this great, like stitched leather binding. Oh, they're so pretty. I just ordered two. I, we, <laughs> after we recorded the last, this episode, and now we are re-recording, I was just like, all right, I'm going to just go look. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm going to go look. And then I looked, and I walked away. And then I looked, and then I walked away. And this morning, I was like, you know what? It's time. I'm doing it. <laughs> so, so, I wanted so I one I really of, love... The largest size, which I think yeah, is like 10 yeah. by 13. I mean, yeah. it is a big, this is a desk book. This That's is an not encyclopedia the kind of you like for sure. With you. Yeah, it's enormous. <laughs> but it lays open flat. Um, oh, they're so it's pretty. It's just really, really nice. I think I might even get another one of these, but um, in another color for your sake, guys, just so I can review it, you know, <laughs> do it all it's for all you. It's all selfless. No, but what I've learned too with this paper, so I haven't tried a watercolor wash. I need to do that, but I have done, it does great with like graphite and charcoal, Uh really cool for pencil sketches. You can use a fixative on it. Um, I've also done white and clear gesso Mm -hmm. on the pages. There's no buckling. Mm -hmm. And um, then I do oil painting on the gesso and that's been great too. No bleed through, no, again, no buckling. So... Those are the mediums I use most in sketchbooks. Yeah. So I'm the person who uses oil paint and then lets it lay open for like a week until I can close it again. There you go. (laughs) Just because I love oil paint. But yeah, it's really, they're really cool. Um, I think that I have red, brown, mocha, and the green, which I Mm -hmm. think is might be called moss. And I really love the green and the red brown. The mocha is not. If you like a really ultra distressed leather, then the you and matte. Like the mocha. Yeah, it was it was real. Yeah. Seems real matte. Yeah. Very matte. Yes. But anyway, they're all cool. There are a ton of papers in them. Very thick. And uh, so anyway, if you're into journals or looking for a really cool journal, you might want to check it out. They're a little light on color selections right now just yeah. because I've been sharing it on Instagram and all that. <laughs> so the small militia of people that follow you on Instagram yeah. have bought them all. <laughs> yep, they've right. all been bought. They've been uh, bought. But anyway. That's our creative contraption. So you can have so a cool. brand new notebook to write all your lists and ideas and mm-hmm. plans in and then That's do right. them. <laughs> That's so. right. And then go do. Yes. Yep. Do it. Yeah. Sean and I were both talking about that, that we both, both of us this year want to like fill a whole notebook with yep. sketches and writing and painting and all that kind of stuff. Yep. We, we both are really good at starting them and then we like, you know. Just yeah, kind of fizzle out. Or yeah, or I'm working in too many, or, and so I'm distracted. Yeah. I won't just have a full one. And how cool yeah. is that to have those to be able to flip through and save? And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's happening this year for me. So definitely. So all right. Well, we will see you next time, and we hope you'll join us. Thank you for listening to the Creative Exponent podcast. Our original theme was written by A Walker Spring. 
and recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com. 